it's Leah Rance from Afternoons on Laser 99.3 and 98.5. This episode is proudly sponsored by Academy Mortgage of Agawam. They get the deal closed. Exciting news for the podcast. Episodes are now available not only on Laser99.3.com, SoundCloud, and iTunes, but now also on Spotify. Whoop! On today's episode, me and Jared Maple talk about Kineticon 2019 and, you know, just con life in general. Not like con is in con artist. Like, that's a very different life. You know what? Here, here's the jingle. Rearrange Afternoon Rants. All right. So, Connecticon, Connecticon. I realized that I kept misspelling it in all of my posts. Like I was like Connecticon because I just died, you know. So Connecticon 2019, we both went this year. We did. I had a pretty phenomenal time. How about yourself? I, I, I know you did because you're still pretty sick, you know. Afterwards, yeah. we were. This is a couple days after we've been, and you are still like recovering. Yeah. So a mix of things happened. So as I was just telling you, um. There's kind of been the cold that's been going around my household for a little bit. Yeah. That's basically passed. Right now I'm just congested, so that's good. But on top of that, and we'll get to this in a little bit, uh, Saturday night, the death battle happened, which is where my voice was completely shot. Mm -hmm. You couldn't, like, I needed to, like, really strain myself to even talk to you, who was, like, two feet away from me. Yeah. Like, like my voice was shot for two days afterward. But now my voice is, like, for the most part, you know, good to go again. Little backstory, though, with Kineticon. I had gone the first year that I moved up here, and I'm no stranger to cons. My first ever con was in Baltimore, and it was, like... 2013, I think. So I've been going for quite some time. I've been to Dragon Con. I've been to Momocon, I think. Anime Boston. A little bit of everywhere. Mm. Lots of different, like, little ones, big ones. Kineticon was a, a relatively smaller con than I'm used to going to. I've seen a lot of that have gone to, like, multiple different buildings like Otacon has gotten so big now for Baltimore they can't hold it anymore so they've moved it to DC now because it's it's too big well it's all the anime nerds you know what oh, I mean oh yeah that's true and then um but it says it gets about you know for Connecticut it gets about 30,000 people so and i would say that seemed about about right. It says it attracts over 30,000 people to the city. Now, I don't know how many people are in that building, but I, I don't think it was 30,000, you know. At so, all actually, uh, I was in the Kineticon Facebook page, mm-hmm. and they said this year it was actually kind of a slower year. I think they had around like 21 or 22,000 people come oh, throughout wow. the weekend. Okay. Which was a little bit less than, than usual, but they didn't really have any like really big name talents that were there. So, like last year, they had Steve Bloom, who was like, one of the biggest voice actors in like all of like anime and everything like that because you know I mean I think we've definitely talked about this before. Uh, he voiced Spike, Cowboy Bebop, and just basically if there was an anime and you hear like that voice, he's in everything to an extent. Whether he's mm-hmm. an extra and only shows up for a couple episodes or he's the main character. But I mean Cowboy Bebop, uh, Samurai Champloo, he's the voice of the robot from Toonami. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's been everywhere and like I feel like that really brought a lot of people in. Um, yeah, no, we know. So, so the guests they had, they had, uh, um, 
Austin St. John and a mighty Morphin Power Ranger. Yeah, they basically had a bunch the of the Power Ranger. Rangers there. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Power Rangers. They seem to always go with a theme, these cons. Like, they'll get, like, groups of people. I wonder mm-hmm. if it always comes in, like, a group package kind of deal. I think it's gotta, right? Yeah. Um, Brian Hanford. You know, he was in Devil May Cry 5. So, I think there was three big groups that were here this year. So, they always get some variety of Power Rangers there. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's what happened last year, too. So, I think it's kind of like a staple. Uh, so, they had Power Rangers. They had the cast of Steven Universe. Not my thing. I don't know if it's yours. And then they also had the basically the full cast of Devil May Cry 5. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's kind of what it looked like. And also a big one, um, Jim Cummings. Yeah, actually. So, other street teamer Gavin uh, got a picture with Jim Cummings. Really? Yeah. Now, did he pay for it? Yes. Okay. How much? I think it was like fifty. What? Man. He's a he's a legend, though. That that's the thing. Like, I spent probably around that much to get a picture with Steve Bloom last year. All right. Well, it looks like the things Jim Cummings are known for is Darkwing Duck. He was uh, from Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Doctor. Robot. Oh, Robotnik? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. I didn't do Sonic. No, no, uh, no. Winnie the Pooh. He was the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. And he also did some different like things in Aladdin and Lion King and Pocahontas. So, okay, I could, I could see it. 50. I, okay. Yeah, it's a lot of money, I know. Here's my thing. Everybody comes to cons for different reasons. I feel like because there's so much going on that you can't possibly experience all of it at the same time. Now, my typical experience would be, honest to God, I would just come dressed in cosplay. I would get asked to take pictures and I would roam around what they usually have is for people like for someone listening that's never been to like a con. There's always a giant room where vendors exist and also um, artists who sell different like fan art. Basically, it's like being online in real life and seeing (laughs) all of this fan art and some of the shameful stuff that you think perhaps perhaps you shouldn't put that on display. Now it's really in your face. Yeah, no, it's right there. (laughs) And um, so I would roam around. I would do the circuit, and uh, I would get commissions done. So I would ask. So a lot of artists are really cool in the fact that they will do commissions for you. And I mean, truth be told, a lot of them um, will will draw pretty much anything you ask for a price. Yeah. Uh, So not to get too off topic, but just speaking on that one time. I don't like. This I don't going. know if I can say this. So I asked someone because this is just who I am as a person. I said, "What is the craziest thing you've ever been asked to draw?" He said that this artist said that he charged three hundred dollars for this, but that a a man had come up to him. At, uh, he was an older gentleman and had asked for a picture of himself. Um. Getting the business from Wolverine from X Men. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, that I, hurts me. And I heard that, and I was like, you know, obviously that's crazy, but also, where do you display that? I couldn't help but think to I, myself, like, what do you put that? Do you frame it? And do you go to Staples and frame that? <laughs> like, you... okay, here's what I think. I, I bet. If this guy goes to like a lot of cons, right? Uh huh. He might have like a binder, like a, like a oh. smut binder. He might. He like that's. 
Unless he's hanging in his living room. Maybe he likes to live bold. I don't know. <laughs> oh, over his mantle. Yeah. And this is... It's like right over his TV. Just like him and Wolverine just going and, at and it. And it's one of those things where you think to yourself, well, maybe it was a joke, but I mean, $300 yeah. is no freaking joke. It costs more than getting a picture with Jim Cummings. So. Oh, my so, God. But typically that was, you know, you can do that and you could spend an entire day just hanging out by the artists and just blowing lots of money, which is... Oh. Typically, oh, yeah. what my experience was, but you kind of have introduced me to the world of panels. Yeah, so as we saw this weekend, uh, panels can be really hit or miss because <laughs> sometimes they could be really great. So, one of my favorite panels that I went to last year was Steve Bloom's panel, and he talked about his entire experience, how he got started in voice acting, to how he became. Don't want to say a household name, but like how he became one of the biggest voices in voice acting as far as like anime and a lot of cartoons are concerned, right? Really cool panels. Uh, like last year, they had a Steve Bloom's panel, which was just talking about his whole career and like how he got started. And then this year, kind of like the only like really knockout panel that I really enjoyed, and I'm not even a huge fan of the series, but uh, the Castle Devil May Cry hosted a panel on Sunday, which I thought was really cool. And they talked about their entire. Uh, process behind like all their voice acting for the game, how some of like the more iconic uh, like lines came to be, and just like some of like the funny stories like behind the scenes kind of. And as a guy who's never really played Devil May Cry, I mean, I didn't really go in there expecting anything because a few of my friends are like really big into it. So I went. I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it's Sunday. It's kind of the slow day at the convention. Mm-hmm. Why not? And I went there and I actually had a great time. Yeah. And they were uh, and they were talking about like some of like like the future of the franchise and stuff like that too. So it's really interesting, at least for me, to get kind of like that behind the scenes look into the industry. Mm-hmm. So this this con was different for me in the fact that I went to to more panels and stuff. And I kind of want to take this episode as like a kind of survival guide maybe to kinetic or you know to any con <laughs> honestly because well in general like they could be about different things. Like I've been to anime ones and I've been to video game ones and I've been to like you know mm-hmm. a little bit of everything. Right. And a lot of them are just surrounding nerdy culture. They could say that they're like otakon, but you'll also see people like you know for otaku or anime fans. But they, you could also see like video. Game game, you know, characters in there, or just like total memes, nothing to do with anything, just internet culture, honestly, Um, with these, with these panels. And I'm realizing that every con has its marker, like its pinnacle, its own um, panel that's known. I I wouldn't even call that a panel. It's more like a game or something that... Yeah, it's kind of like the big event. Yeah, the event that they are known for. You know, for Anime Boston, it was their masquerade, and for this, it was was their... What is it called? Deathmatch? The Deathmatch, yeah. Yeah, their Deathmatch. And then you've got some other panels where (laughs) you're just... They they clearly were not well thought out. They were just using kind of eye catching things. They were like, we need to fill up this time, <laughs> and we did go to one of those too. I I don't really want to name drop it, but okay, I won't name drop it. Yeah, basically, me and you went to. It, it was a panel that just kind of went off the rails because the person who was running it just kind of let it be an open discussion, and it just led to everybody getting yelled at. You got booed. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I did. I felt bad. It was. It not was good. a video game panel, and it was about all it said was a discussion about this video game series. And so I went, and it was just one person behind the mic, um, sitting there, and then a couple of ch- you know uh, chairs. Everybody sits down. We're kind of waiting for some sort of like um, you know, hey, you, we've got about thirty minutes to discuss this topic. You know, and that's the way this person should have done it. You know, uh, here's your baseline topic. We'll go from there. Uh, If you have any questions, line up at the mic. And this is why I need to host my own panel is because I, uh, you know, so there were just a lot of these panels. Now, I can't say that a lot of them were like that, but there were. Yeah, there there were the outliers that were not good. Clearly, (laughs) like not. And and I don't know the behind. I'm very interested to know behind the scenes of like how these people are chosen, how they get their time slot how they get their panel, you know, because I can imagine uh, some of the stuff I'm sure could go off the rails, you know what I mean? Right. If, if you let them and who's monitoring that, you know? Yeah, so I actually, I have like only a very slight glimpse kind of behind the curtain there because I actually applied to do a uh, trivia panel this year. So I was going to be doing the smartphone trivia and then I was going to give out like I don't know, like Miyazaki movies or like some like like prizes out of my own pocket, right? Yeah, just kind of like a fun side event. Uh, long story short, I didn't wind up doing it. And uh, how they do that? They essentially kind of have like their council, so to speak, who basically chooses everything. But I think I applied like a little bit too late because mm. like I, I I applied with maybe only like two weeks left before like the actual schedule came out, mm-hmm. which is why I'm going to try to hop on it sooner next year. But basically, it's kind of like the inner circle on the inside that, like the planning committee, basically, that chooses who goes where. Now, getting back to Deathmatch, now there was this guy who was hosting it who went by Mookie, which I just... I, I met him the following day, by the way. Oh, I saw. I saw, actually. Oh, so he had happy. his own panel. But he's clearly entrenched in this culture, and he like has been hosting this particular event with Kineticon since 2011, which was... Mm-hmm crazy and uh so it was honestly my favorite i would never typically go to a panel unless i was with you and you were like oh my gosh we have to go to this thing and i've been to panels in the past or i keep calling it a panel i've been to events like this Mm -hmm. in the past with cons where i have felt very much so like there was an inside joke going on that i was not aware of because some of these people have been hosting these particular events for like years and years and years and so they'll have these little inside jokes and then some of the audience will laugh and then some people like me are going to be like what the heck is going on here like you know i get that there's a lot of history here but i don't understand what's going on i did not feel that way at all at this one he was very like he knew what his job was and he also was going to fill you in on all the inside weirdness that was happening too so you want to go over what the premise of deathmatch is so the deathmatch is essentially uh people can sign up for it so if you're in cosplay uh it can be you can be cosplay of anything. Last year, uh, Jackie Chan from the Jackie Chan cartoon won mm-hmm. the death match. Right. We also had a lot of other people dressed up as anime characters and stuff like that. So I think they probably had around twenty-ish contestants, right? Mm-hmm. And how it works, they'll call two people up at a time, and Mookie, the host, will essentially wave his hand over somebody and be like, "Hey, do you want Ed, Ed, and Eddie to win this battle, or do you want Goku to win this battle?" Right? Mm-hmm. He'll put his hand over Ed, Ed, and Eddie. People will cheer. Uh, he'll put his hand over Goku. People will cheer, and whoever gets the loudest cheers, basically, they reenact the battle with, uh, like, let's say Goku won that, right? 
Goku will reenact the battle, killing Edda and Nettie, and yeah. then Edda and Nettie will be fed to the staff, otherwise known as the zombies. Right, and they come up on stage and they drag them off. And then I even liked the fact that they had a contingency plan that if there were some sort of that's, tie, because things got so like heated and people would be screaming, and that's where you lost your voice, Jared, as you were screaming, screaming so much. Yeah, we'll talk but, about that in a you know, <laughs> But if there was a tie, then he, Mookie would call upon the drunks, as he called them, and it would actually be audio from the room next door where people were drinking. Yeah, because bar, this yeah. was a little bit later on in the night. The drunks would get to decide the fate of who won. It was so funny. And then there was also... Um, like a teddy bear that he had on Odin, an iron yeah. throne. Yes. Who and I kept saying at first to to Kyle, I was like, What is up with the teddy bear? What's up with the yeah, teddy bear? I was so worried that it was not gonna get explained. Oh no, and that's why I was just like, guys, he will explain it. Just yeah. give him five minutes. Yeah, I was like, I was, promise you'll talk about the teddy he's bear. Like, this is Odin to which we give sacrifice for. And the lights would go red and he's like, Everyone scream blood for Odin. So like every time <laughs> there was a battle and someone lost, everyone would scream blood for Odin for this teddy bear and it was so stupid but i gotta tell you that room was filled with people that yeah. was like this was the main event and like they, this they is actually, what they came for yeah they actually had a pause at one point a little bit later on because people were up against the back wall and they're like no everybody needs to be seated and like it, it just kind of shows like the community too because i mean i know that we were doing it and like there was a bunch of other people around the room that were doing it as well people were standing up and like pointing to like the seats like next to them or in front of them they're like this is an open seat like get in here you know right. and, like it just shows that like this is the biggest event everybody here is was there just to have a great time like I, I made buddy buddy with the guy who, who uh, I was sitting next to, and we had disagreeing views about some of the the battles, but it was it was a great time. Yeah, so. it's and uh, that to me is like one of those things that that's a culture in and of itself. That like people were taking pictures with this guy afterwards mm-hmm. and buying his comic, and it was just it's definitely something that I kind of I myself am interested in eventually doing because I was watching him and I was like. This seems like something I would like doing. You oh, know it's what I mean? so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, who knows? Maybe in the future. Tentatively you know? next year, there's uh, there's two two ideas that are floating around in my friend group right now. Uh, we're either all going to go as characters from Metal, from uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Well, this year actually, one of the people who got to the top four slot Snake. was a uh, big boss Snake. Yeah, yeah. which was. I mean, meet a bunch of the guys. He stood up and saluted. It was great. Supporter, spoiler alert: He died, and he was killed <laughs> off by Ed, or it was uh, Ed, all uh, Edward and Alphonse yeah. from Full Metal Alchemist. Yep, they they and they got to the final two, but the winner was <laughs> the uncle. From Uncle Iro, yeah. <laughs> from Avatar: The Last Airbender, which yeah. I just can't even deal. It was. I was so happy. So it was Kyle's first year going to con. I've dragged him to two cons now. These were his first two. He went mm-hmm. to Anime Boston, and admittedly, I think he. And this isn't to say anything bad about Anime Boston, but it's very bit. It's bigger. It mm-hmm. takes place obviously in Boston, and it was a bit much for him to kind of take in all at once you know it was just like and also he and I are not 
on top of our anime game. Like we watched a lot of the Toonami stuff, yeah. a lot of the early 2000s stuff. We might have seen some of the newer stuff like Attack on Titan or My Hero Academia, but like we haven't like w- the 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 deeper stuff, no no freaking clue. So there was a lot of times yeah, cuz we I know like, that you guys were asking me we're like, like a lot during the masquerade and stuff. You guys were like who is this? And who like Who is this? Yeah, like no idea. So he went to this Kineticon and I think he liked it better because it was smaller and because that it was like a little bit more than just anime and everything. Mm -hmm. And he had no... So this was his first time ever cosplaying. (laughs) (laughs) So on the Monday... This is God's honest truth. So... Jared had been talking to me. We got to go to Kineticon. We got to go to Kineticon. And I was like, all right, right, right. We're going. We're going to do it. But I just can't have fun without being in cosplay. That's just right. That's part of my experience. Well, that's because you're huge into cosplaying. Like, you really enjoy doing it. With like me, it's kind of like I usually pick a really like low budget and like low effort cosplay. And I'm like, hey, I'm such and such. And I dress up for like one day and then I'm good. Right. No, I, I love the attention. But no, seriously, like this was actually probably my more low budget cosplay because. Mm-hmm. we had come up with it on Monday. So I was saying to Kyle, I was like, we need to come up with something. Um, it needs to be like low budget and it needs to be ready for Saturday. And he's like, uh, at first he said Mario and Luigi. And I just kind of like rolled my eyes because I was like, ah, everybody does that. You know what I mean? Right. Like everybody does that. And then he was like, well, what if we were to do Waluigi and Wario? And I think he was kind of like joking. But then I realized that I'm kind of short and stout and he's kind of tall and lanky. And I was like, <laughs> that actually would kind of work perfectly. And there were Smash Bros themed after parties. And I was like, this makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So, um and I knew when we had, were coming up with the cosplay, and I mean, it was like super throw together, a lot of Amazon going on and a lot of just like makeup or whatever. And I told him, I was like, and, and he at one point, and he, I remember this moment exactly. He goes, oh, and you know, what would be really funny is like if I carried a sign, <laughs> notice how he said, I carry a sign, which didn't end up happening. <laughs> but he was like, if I carry a sign that says, let Waluigi smash. And I laughed and I said, you know, we're going to get stopped for a lot of pictures. And he's like, mm, maybe he had no, uh, he had no clue. Freaking idea. I saw you guys because I remember because I bumped into you guys in the main lobby when we were going to lunch on Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, hey, guys. And you were getting swarmed. I think there was a dozen people waiting to like get pictures with you guys. It was. So, I lost my shit. Because I knew that you guys were good for one hell of a weekend. Yeah, like it was because I told him I was like, well, first off, there's there's a perfect, and this is like cosplaying 101 for someone that's interested in getting into cosplay. Let let Mama Leah help you out a little bit because like I'm not <laughs> like I'm not in the you know pro cosplay the girls that you see that do it like for Instagram. Yeah, to buy and that all. like the four hundred dollar costumes. Yeah, anyway. no, yeah. but I've done it enough that I could tell you like there is a science to this uh, in who you pick pick a character that is relevant to the theme if it's Otakon and you pick an anime character that's popular but not popular enough that you would see six other of you so that's kind right. of the, the there's a key to that you also want to pick something that's relevant and timely so maybe a recent game or a recent anime you know so that way people are getting a little more so I saw a lot of um critical role cosplays because that Dungeons and Dragons podcast is getting ma- major momentum so I saw a couple of those and they were really well done and I thought that was a really smart idea and also and you know 
as long as you get the color palette right and you get just those key things that people remember, you don't have to get every... Like, I wasn't wearing, like, Wario in the one that I picked, in the iteration that I picked in Smash Bros. He wears, like, purple pointy shoes and he has a red belt. Well, I didn't have either of those and I didn't feel like busting out a couple more dollars for that, so Mm -hmm. I just didn't do it. But it doesn't matter because I had the pink pants and I had the yellow helmet and I knew that the and I had the mustache and I knew those would be the key things to like grab people's eyes. So there is a little bit of a science to mm-hmm. it in getting a cosplay that's recognizable and how many pictures you actually want to get taken because you could be like Jared and be like nah I don't really care about getting my picture taken I just kind of want to be. Right I do it mostly just to appease my friends because right. like oh you're a lame So uh, I dress up as Professor Birch from Pokemon which like I have the same kind of physique of where it's kind of like dad bod and like he wears sandals, cargo shorts, a yeah. blue t-shirt, a lab coat, and like a tan like bag. Mm-hmm. So it was like like I looked like the character for the most part, you know. Like I think I did a decent job with it, but mm-hmm. it's also super simple. If you're not into Pokemon, there's a good chance you would be like, hey, I want to, you know, I want a picture with that guy. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And and well, and let me just also say while on this topic that anybody any. You know, gender, color, age can cosplay any character. Like I said, all you got to make sure to do is get those key, co- those key, that key palette and those key items mm-hmm. that you know that that person is known for. And I guarantee you, you're gonna get recognized for what you are. Now, I mean, they could be a little bit if you want to cosplay as like I don't know, like <laughs> Alfonso from um, Full Metal Alchemist. If you want to cosplay as Al, then. Oh, yeah. Things are going to get a little harder because you're definitely going to have to make a metal suit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But it can be done. It just—it's amazing though the amount of effort that goes into the best cosplay I saw of the weekend was that Scyther cosplay. There Absolutely. Was, there was someone that I love the Scyther cosplay. I thought it was really dope. I have—I got a couple pictures with it, which is perfect. The most well-made one of the weekend has to go to Jenos from One Punch Man. Oh, the one with the wow. with the light up. So I I've talked to them last year because they they've been to Kineticon I think yeah. three times now, and so there's this mechanical engineering student who he literally uh, basically wires up the suit. And uh, if you've never seen One Punch Man, Jenos is basically um, a cyborg who looks like a pretty like fit normal dude except he has robot arms that like glow up and stuff like that, right? So this mechanical engineering student uh, actually wired everything on his suit. So like when he twists his hand a certain way, he has like these light, like these LED light panels that like open up and like expand onto his back. So it looks like he's about to like actually like start shooting lasers and stuff like that. How much do you think that cost him? Too much. Yeah. <laughs> Cons for me are my little getaways, my mm-hmm. little mini vacations. And I highly encourage if someone's listening to this and you've never been to like any sort of con before, do it. Just go for it. There's so many different ways to enjoy a con. You could enjoy the cosplaying aspect. You could enjoy the panels. You could enjoy just blowing a ton of money in the artist alley like I did for many years. And just I literally never even looked at panels. I didn't even care. You could meet um, celebrities and, you know, pay to get autographs of some celebrities. You could just hang out in the gaming room and just play video games or Dungeons and Dragons the whole time. It's just um, the whole point is you are, if you're ever someone who's into things that are seen as, and I hate using this word, but it's the only word I can think of is nerdy, is like traditionally nerdy kind of things like video games Mm -hmm. or anime or, you know, whatever. 
you're in a community of people that feel exactly the same way as you. And these were like very helpful in the day, you know, before Internet. And now with the Internet, it just makes them even better because now you can make friends and you could be like lifelong friends that you meet Mm -hmm. at at cons. I have um, people that I've met at different cons that we still keep in touch to this day just because we just got along so good, like immediately at the thing. So I, I just think it's such a cool experience. So what do you have for the future for you? Do you have any more cons you're going to? I'm considering next year going to Anime Boston, and okay. then I'm probably going to be going to Kineticon as well next year. But yeah, so I'll be going to Anime Boston and then uh, Kineticon next year. It's, it's about all that my wallet will will allow me to do so. How about, how about you? That you? is the thing, too. This can be like extremely expensive if you want it to be, and you really want to spend the money on your, your cosplay and your tickets and buying at the Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I could spend, like, in the hotel, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, for me, uh, so Bing Comic Con is going to be happening in Springfield, and that's on Sumner Avenue, and that's going to be on October 26th. So I have never been to that one. It sounds like it's a Comic-Con, so I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm looking at that. Now, here's the interesting thing. It says on the event that it's being held at a church, Trinity Methodist Church. And it says the guests of honor are Stephen Murphy, Gary Smith, Mark Maztal, Jim Lawson, and Michael Keller. I'm not familiar with any of those people. I didn't know if you were. I They don't ring a bell. I, I'll, I'll do a quick Google search after It this. might be a smaller cosplay, so I don't know. Well, because I know that the Bing is a small area, so yeah. it's, it's possible that this might just be like a local like Springfield-only type event. And then, so I see also that there's a card, comic, and toy show that's going to be going on in Springfield. Um, actually, this weekend, it's going to be on July 21st, so that's a Sunday. So I don't know that that's necessarily a con. But that's happening at 10 a.m. So I figured it's worth mentioning. Um, I'm not going to be able to go to that, but I just figured if someone was listening to this and they wanted to go to that. Um, And then also, I was talking to my BFF Lacey last night, and she's the one that kind of got me into the whole like con scene and dragon con is going to be happening in atlanta and that is like a four-day event that's going to be august 29th through september 2nd yeah so the thing about dragon con and different cons are like universities they're known for different things and dragon con is known for a more party kind of scene which the party scene also is something i'm forgetting when it comes to if you're going to a con and this could be something you go for a totally different experience i know people that go to cons they go to the hotel they get trashed and, and that's their thing like i don't know it seems hey, kind more of part two, i guess right it like, seems kind of wasteful to me like and this is funny because this is your first con actually being 21 exactly yeah, yeah. um and this, some of them are weird about it because, like, you know, there, there will be times where the kids are around, so you don't want, you know, there, there might not be a bar actually in the center, but there may be a hotel or something with a bar next to it or yeah, yeah. something like that, and that's kind of how it goes yeah, down. Yeah, no, Kineticon was pretty respectful about that because there was the after parties, which I only went to on Friday night. I think you and Kyle went to the one Saturday as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard some things. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the first night when we went to the Friday one, um, it was it was weird. It was like in a hotel lobby, and it was 
in like a dance floor and it was a rave kind of. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even yeah, say no, kind yeah. of. It was a rave. It was a rave, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, so there was like glow sticks and people were like, I mean, he had a weird choice of music for sure. Like, I always assume people are going to play more nerdy stuff. Like, he started to play the Wii theme, but then... Which that that remix slapped, truth be told. That's what got me dancing. I was like, yo, I'm into this now. I was but. sipping on some Yoshi's lemonade, which, if I'm being <laughs> honest, didn't taste very good. It tasted kind of like, well, Yoshi, if he made lemonade. Ugh. Like, yeah, it just it didn't taste very I good. Mean, the Smash Bros. Kool Aid was pretty good. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty tasty. Um, and then on Saturday. The weird thing about this is I couldn't find any details about a party. So what was happening is me and Kyle just started walking. And then this girl, who I guess maybe worked at the event, was like, oh, yeah, it's at such and such tavern. So we followed her there. And uh, it was bumping in there, right? And there were some people in costume, but there were some that weren't. I was still in. I, I had only brought. We weren't staying anywhere. So I was only in my Wario costume and my bike helmet and my mustache and everything. And um, like I was killing it on the dance floor. I was just killing it. I was feeling it. I didn't care. And this girl like approached me and she was like, who are you here with? And I was like, is this really happening right now? Yo, like, am I, getting, am I getting hit on like in a Wario costume? And like, I told her I was like with Waluigi, and she was like, "Seriously?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, seriously." Like, my boyfriend's dressed as Waluigi He's somewhere <laughs> here, and she was like, "Oh, okay." So I kind of left, and then Kyle had gone back to drop off some stuff at the car, so I was holding our drinks, and I had a guy approach me and was like. So- I loved his opening line, too. (laughs) So, what are you, like, motorcycle Wario? I was like, yeah, like, from No, no, the other Wario that wears a bike jacket. (laughs) At least he knew the character. I was like, yeah, from Smash Bros. He's like, what's up? My name is, I don't remember. Let's call him Mike. Like, I I call every guy that I don't remember. I'm like, Swing and a miss, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, (laughs) and then he was like... He was like, so are you double fisting? And I was like, and this is no. the worst. I was like, I was like, yeah, well, no. I was like, the other one is uh, for my boyfriend. And I just saw like his face just kind of go, oh, <laughs> womp, womp. And just like kind of wander back. And and again, I can't stress this enough. I was in a Wario cosplay. Yeah, like, uh, I yeah have, not to, you had the drawn on mustache and everything. I I'm, have been dressed as sexy things in the past and never been hit on. This, for whatever reason. The Wario, though, that's the key. I was touching on a fetish that I did not know. Maybe someone got commissioned art that Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I want to end on this note. Very exciting news, but it looks like there is going to be a Comic-Con that's going to be coming Uh to Springfield, Mm -hmm. which is awesome and so exciting. And um, they haven't really figured out a lot uh, about the details yet. There's a Facebook right now where they're keeping up to date and they're talking about they're looking at different venues and they're looking at different dates. So not a lot is known about that yet, but they are set for 2020. And I'm so excited because I've never been to the inaugural, like, first ever con of anything. So this so that'll be really freaking cool. You want to host a uh, afternoon rants panel? Oh yeah, definitely. Yo, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs>